going on, gentlemen? Welcome to the Man I Want to Be podcast, Wisdom Wednesday edition. My name is Keaton, and I am your host. Uh, This is the Wisdom Wednesday edition to the podcast, where the big idea is if you get wisdom, you get everything else. You get better relationships, better financial management. You do better at your job. Everything in your life just gets better when you have wisdom. It says in the scripture uh, that wisdom is better than gold. It's better than money. It's better than anything that you can possess. And so with everything that you have, you should seek out wisdom. And how you get wisdom, you start with the fear of the Lord. You read the scripture. You read good books. You ask a lot of questions. You seek, you seek, you seek, and you will find. It says that wisdom is found by those who seek it. And so if you seek it, seek for it. If you ask for it, you will find it. Um, and over time you will find that wisdom comes to you and it is amazing, amazing gift. And I was actually, you know, it's funny about wisdom. I was doing some reading of the, um, of Proverbs 31 today. Cause I was thinking about Proverbs 31 is the famous chapter on the wise woman, the man that you, the one woman that you should marry. And I was thinking about doing an episode on that, uh, decided not to at this time, but, um, it's funny that a woman is talked about the same way that wisdom is talked about. And I just like, oh, that's really, really interesting. Because there is something about women that uh, makes men far wiser uh, if they will listen. and Because uh, they see things that we don't and they are the crown. A wife is the crown of her husband. And there's just some good stuff in there. So if you're like wondering, hey, how do I know if I should uh, date this person or marry this person? Uh, well, go read Proverbs 31 and look for the qualities of a strong, godly uh, woman. And now they, she can't do all those things at once, but she can do them all at some time. Check those out and you will be like, all right, that is good. But today I wanted to go to Proverbs chapter 15 um, and because I've been thinking a lot about emotional intelligence. You've probably heard that phrase, emotional intelligence. Uh or, intelli- or emotional quotient, your EQ, which cannot be um, measured. As far as I am aware, you cannot measure emotional quotient like you can measure I- IQ or anything else like that. Uh, you, can't, you can measure intelligence. You can't necessarily measure your emotional intelligence or your emotional quotient. Um, as f- but it is something that you can tell when you talk to people. You know that somebody either has emotional intelligence or they don't have it based on how they interact with people and how they interact with you. Like you, you can see this at a restaurant when you see how someone treats a server. Do they have any form of emotional intelligence? Are they aware of everything happening in that restaurant that could affect their server's mood and ability to actually serve? Um, you can see it very obviously in that scenario. You can see it in how husbands and wives interact. Uh, sometimes it seems like neither one of them have emotional intelligence because that's uh, what married, sometimes married people, they just fight and bicker and that's just kind of what they do. It's one of the privileges of being with somebody for so long and knowing them better than anyone else. Uh, you can see it in work meetings. You can tell like your boss might say something to someone on the staff that you're observing and you're like, ooh, I didn't like the way that was delivered. There's something that about it that just did not sit right. Um, or maybe you've been on the receiving end of some um, correction that could have been given uh, by two different people. One person, it was the exact same, like the exact same correction by two different people, and it comes across differently. Uh, that has to do with emotional intelligence. It's a very difficult thing to describe, but it's something we can see 
and we know, we recognize it as it comes about. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I'm starting to think when it comes to leadership, any form of leadership for men, uh, emotional intelligence is going to be their first cap. It probably is not going to be skill. It's probably not going to be talent. It's probably not going to be ability. It's probably not going to be knowledge. I think the first cap that people will experience when it comes to leadership, leadership in their home, with their family, their church, at work, wherever you are leading, the first cap you will feel is your emotional intelligence because you can be a very highly talented human being, all the skill in the world, all of the knowledge, but if you do not have emotional intelligence, you can undo all of that talent that is within you. Um, you could actually compare, uh, based on what I just said, the First uh, Corinthians chapter 13 um, chapter, because it, it, that chapter is about the power of love as being patient and kind, gentle, um, and it says you. It says in the previous chapter, if I or no, it says in First Corinthians thirteen. It says if I have all knowledge and all prophecy and all talent and all faith, but I do not have love, I am nothing. So there is an element of emotional intelligence that comes with how well you love people. Uh, if you do not have a deep sense of love for the person you are interacting with, or the group of people you are interacting with, or the people that you are leading you are not going to have the emotional intelligence to actually lead them. There's, there's going to be a hindrance there that keeps you from being effective. And I see this all the time. I see, I see this uh, with people in church, pastors. Uh, I see it all the time with people who have all the ability but their emotional intelligence gets in their way because they don't know how to interact with people very well. They don't know how to interact with people very well, or they don't have a capacity to lead the person across from them because they don't carry the dynamics that come with emotional intelligence or a deep love and sense of well-being, like a sense of willing the good of the person across from them. And emotional intelligence is a very difficult uh, thing to develop, but it can be developed. And I think it starts with, uh, I'm going to say it actually starts with first Corinthians chapter 13. You need to understand. Let me flip there in my Bible real quick, because you need to understand these elements of love. Uh, but then we're going to, I am going to go back to Proverbs because I think the primary thing you need to work on is your tongue, how you speak to people, how you speak to people will either, will either propel you or, um, it'll hinder you. It will like very, you need, that needs to be something you're aware of. How you speak to people will hinder you or propel you. Um, so love does not insist is what it says is for love, you love, love or emotional intelligence. I'm going to use those interchangeably right here. Um, because love is willing the good of another emotions are going to be the first thing you deal with when you deal with people. And if you love them, you will have to navigate through their emotions. You cannot dismiss them. Uh, gentlemen, especially when you when you talk to women, women don't think like you. You, you, you. They don't think like you at all, and you don't think like them at all. The one is not better or worse. They are just very, very different. And if you're going to lead your wife or lead your family, uh, lead, you're probably going to lead women at work. You need to understand that they are not thinking like you, and so you need to navigate through those emotions if you love them. Um, and if you don't love them, well, your emotional intelligence is going to be very, very much hindered. And that is evident 
Just take a look around you, okay? So first thing, you love, love or emotional intelligence. It's patient. It's not eager to like get through to the, the like if you're leading, you, you're patient enough to get through the emotions. Uh, it's kind. Love does not envy or boast. Emotional intelligence, it's not arrogant. You don't need to be puffed up with arrogant. You cannot be rude. If you start being rude to people, you're emotional. you don't have any emotional intelligence at all. Um, it's amazing how emotional intelligence and the way of love are the exact same. It does not insist on its own way, okay? When you are leading, it is tempting to think that you are, like, your way has to be the way. Now, certainly... There are times when you have to make a decision if you are leading in any capacity. But there are also times when you've got a team or you've got your family and you've got people around you, they have good ideas and you need to trust that those good ideas are probably going to be okay even if you're not in charge. And um, if you put out the flame of fire in someone's idea, if you just stomp that thing out, you will never get much, you won't get much out of them. If they come to you with a good idea and people are like, oh, I like that, but you don't like it and you stomp that out, you're going to hinder what you get out of people, okay? So you do not do not insist on your own way all the time. You cannot be irritable. Don't be resentful. That means you can't hold the stuff against people. Um, don't rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoice with truth. Bear all things. These are all emotional, intelligent things. Emotional intelligence is very dynamic in the same way that love is very dynamic, and it is going to be a very highly sought after skill from the people who you can't like put it on a resume, um, but the people you lead at your job, your work, your family, your church, wherever, they'll know if you have it and it will hinder or, or launch whatever you have. Um, okay. So back to the Proverbs, because uh, on the Wisdom Wednesday, we're looking at Proverbs and I said, emotional intelligence or love begins with your tongue. It begins with what you say. It begins by how you talk to people. And th- like you need to keep that in mind as you talk to people. Um, because it, how you talk, the words you choose to use, the tone, the rhythm, the pace that you choose to talk to people will affect how they receive whatever you say. It's not just merely words. You, so you, you need to be aware of that. And so I have two verses from Proverbs chapter 15. Okay, When it comes to emotional intelligence, when it comes to uh, leading with love, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Okay, when, There will be times in your life, family, work, church, marriage, just friendship, anytime, where somebody's going to get real riled up and they're just going to attack. They're going to attack. They're going to say something they shouldn't have said. That's probably going to, you might get riled up and say something that you should not have done. Uh, but let's just, for sake of example, assume that you have, that somebody is very, very angry with you. Um, and they like their wrath is just, it's raging inside of them. And they're just letting you have it. How you respond to that will determine how the rest of the conversation goes. Um, the temptation in your in your flesh, in your ego, in your being is to raise up wrath to try to out anger them or out to show them like you were not going to get something. You're not going to ha- you're not going to lord this over me. You do not have power over me. You can't use your anger over me. I will not stand for that. That that's the natural fleshly way to 
combat somebody who's angry at you. You just get angry back at them and you find out who's toughest and who's going to give up quickest. But all that does is increase and multiply the wrath and the anger and the emotion that is right there and it separates brothers it separates friends it separates families it's it's actually it seems like you're being strong but really what you're doing is being destructive the better thing to do is to take it in the face and keep your mouth shut and let them work through it just take the verbal beating just take it and then softly respond because eventually it's a I don't know it's an amazing thing about how this kind of works if you if somebody is verbally like angry at you now if they're like in an abusive situation flee get out of there get out if it's abusive flee but I'm talking about a normal stable relationship where somebody is just angry for a minute just take it in the face let them get it let them work through their anger. And what's going to happen is they're going to recognize that you're not responding and they're start going to start to feel foolish and they're going to wear themselves out. And then you have an opportunity right there to gently respond. And it says a gentle tongue, uh, a gentle tongue, it turns away the wrath. It removes the wrath from the situation. And if you want to recognize, if you want to know what real power is in a conversation, what real emotional intelligence is, it's the ability to take a beating from someone you love by their tongue and then gently respond. You have, it's like heaping burning coals upon their head is what is how the Bible talks about it. Um, that is emotional intelligence. And then there's one more. It says a gentle tongue is a tree of life, but it's perverseness and it breaks the spirit. Okay. So a soft answer turns away wrath. You, if you respond gently and softly after you let them get it out, it gets the wrath out of there. Now you can actually have a conversation that, is life-giving, builds them up, you can reconcile, you can forgive, you can get through all of those things. And I'm willing to bet the next time that you have a conversation with that person, wrath won't be in there. They won't even bring it to the table. They will have learned their lesson um, by by your gentleness. Um, but then a gentle tongue is a tree of life. Uh, life and death is in the power of the tongue. How you speak to people will either cause them to come alive or to... Uh, die a little bit on the inside. There really is no difference between those two. It'll either help people come alive or uh, start to fall, like fall into a trap of what feels like death. And it is in the gentleness of a tongue. So when you go to correct somebody, you're leading um, wherever you're leading. If you're going to correct somebody, you need to do it gently. If you come out of the gates swinging, um, if you come out of the gate like one of those bull riders with just bucking Broncos, or if you come out like Rocky trying to swing, um, actually Rocky didn't come out swinging. Rocky came out and took a beating. If you come out like Drago, who fought Rocky, just swinging, you're not actually going to get the response that you think you're going to get. You might feel like you've lorded power. You're like, you just got to stick it to them and tell them what they need to hear. And they need to hear this. They need to hear this. They need to hear this. And I'm going to say exactly what I feel. You're not going to get the response that you want to, that you want. You need to use a gentle tongue to get the response you're looking for. If you want to correct somebody, you need to correct them with gentleness. Let the weight of your words not the tone of your voice or the anger of your spirit be the thing that corrects them. Let it be the weight of your words. And the person across from you can tell if you are angry or if you're wrathful, if you're vengeful, 
or if you're just trying to tear them down or if there's something else they can tell they like there's something about the human spirit that can tell what this what the emotional and spiritual condition is of another human being across the space like they can just tell if you want to lead you're going to have to do it with emotional intelligence you need to recognize what how people respond first is always always men and women alike always respond first with emotion and you have to be able to, to navigate those emotions to, so you can get past them if you but if you do it wrong you're not going to get the response you thought and it starts with how you speak so one tip on how to increase emotional intelligence especially when it comes to talking this is because i was not an emotional intelligence person i had the emotional intelligence of a pit bull (laughs) like something that had no intelligence at all when it came to emotions i had none and i got to work on it because i knew it was going to be a hindrance to me the thing that i did is i started having as many one-on-one conversations with people as i could over coffee and I wasn't there to try to teach them anything. I was there to try to learn about them and f- try to find a deep like love and sense of well sense for them. Like I wanted to fa- like in a turn in a way fall in love with these people that I was meeting with, so I could learn how different people respond to different things. So I had a lot of one-on-one conversations, and it's how I learned emotional intelligence because you can't really learn it from a book. You can learn some principles. Um, but you, you just really can't learn it with a book from a book. You can only learn it from interacting with people one-on-one as much as possible. So if you want to increase emotional intelligence, which will increase your leadership capacity, start having a lot of one-on-one conversations. Make that a priority because it will increase your ability to lead. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, this is the Man I Want to Be podcast.